بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم وما بعد as i walked in i'm saying oh, that i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing here i'm just going with the motions i've been brought here to alhamdulillah min mulaqat with ulama ikram to address the ulama ikram it's not in my capacity at all but the muzakaran nevertheless muzakaras are all the time something that carries on and should carry on i need the muzakara for myself and muzakara everybody should be making all the time was a kirf in zikrat and for mu'minin the things that might be said are nothing new we've heard these things many many times and it's again just that just a reminder just a refreshing of the lessons that we have heard from our kawid from our satida and to try and keep these things fresh in ourselves because to the extent that it remains fresh to the extent it keeps inspiring us so the inspiration that these lessons on the kabir have is tremendous and to keep that benefit to keep speaking about it this brings that freshness sometimes by speaking about it by listening to it one of the things in terms of teaching imparting deen Prof. Mufti Mahmud Sahib Rahmatullah Ali his malfoos you say that talaba ke kaan hamare awaz ko sunegi whatever we say the ears of the students they listen to that what we say aur unke dil par hamare dil ke haal ka asar padega so whatever is in our hearts will impact on their hearts our words will fall on their ears they'll benefit from that as well so they gave one example oh this was one of the other kabir country called on this probably mixing it up that uh, this was roughly in the time of the Yasab Ahmadullah there was one professor teaching in Aligarh University at that time he wasn't teaching any Dini subject he was teaching whatever other subject he was lecturing in but there was a thing that had become commonly witnessed and understood and known that somehow the students that come to his class and after being in his company for a period of time he's a professor in a university vice uh, person but somehow the particular class that he used to run and the students that used to come past through him they would become even pabal with the tahajjud let alone the five times daily salah and very very conscious of deen in general on the one hand this had become a commonly witnessed and noticed thing on the other hand in some dini institution in a particular group it was every now and again is being noticed that some students are getting caught up in a lot of khurafat a lot of things that are out of line completely so some times allah taala makes these things become an ibrat become a lesson so things become known after a while it was found that this professor sahib himself was very very pabandh on his tahajjud 
and that akhlaq that the students were gaining, he himself was practicing on that in his own private life. He was a person very conscious of all this. Unfortunately, that Mudarrisab had those habits in his private life, which the students, without knowing what was going on in his life, they were picking it up subconsciously or however. But he was never teaching anybody those things. He was never mentioning it to anyone also, never encouraging anyone. But it was just being noticed that this was going on. So this is a very, very major, alhamdulillah, this is that field of work of deen which has always run on the, on the strength of ruhaniyat. And this is what flourished the effort of deen in, throughout the ages, throughout the ages, right from the time of the Sahaba Ikram, Tabi'in, 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 all the Aslaf, and then in the recent past, Kavir Dioban, the secret behind their success was simply this, Ruhaniyat. The resources were like nothing, hardly anything. And numbers also negligible, and all the other things very, very minimal. But what drove everything, if you just take the work of Dawat and Tabdil for that matter, one person starts off something, and he revolutionized the world over time. But now, on what strength could this have happened? Somebody who had a stutter in his voice, stammering, very weak physically, not of any financial resources, and despite all that, brought a revolution in the whole world. It can only happen on the strength of Ruhaniyat. It can't happen any other way. And whole Dalum Deoban, look at how it started, its inception, and how things went, and from where to where. It's only Ruhaniyat, nothing else. So to the extent that this Ruhaniyat was the driving force in all the khidmat of the, whether it was Talim, whether it was Tabliyas, and the Ruh came obviously from all these Akabir, the three maqasid of Nubuwad, Yatlu Alim Ayatihi, Wa Yuzakkihim, Wa Yu'allimuhumul Kitab Wal Hikmah. Together with Tilawat al Kitab and Ta'alim al Quran and Hikmah was Zuizakkihim, Staskiya. And when the combination of all these three things were together, everything was in place. It's like now all the ingredients are in place. So now when all the ingredients are in place, then the end result is there. The driver is in the vehicle, the engine is running, the engine is in order, and there's fuel also. So when all these three things are in place, now it'll move. The Ta'alim is there. The driving force is the talim in terms of taking it in the right direction to steer it correctly. Without talim, it will go in any other direction. But the engine is also required. And this is the Quran and Sunnah that this is where the whole, everything works from. Without this, it will not go anywhere. But the fuel of it is that Tazkiyah. To the extent that that Tazkiyah and that Ruhaniyat has been, that will make it move. Otherwise the driver will remain sitting there. The engine won't turn. So, this fuel, alhamdulillah, our kabir, this is their legacy. This is what they have passed on to us. And not only in the past, up to this time and age, you see, mashallah, work of deen flourishing in many parts of the world, and not confined only to our kabir. Throughout the world, wherever there is the ahlu sunnah or jama'ah in the correct manner, the khidmat of deen is taking place and flourishing, behind it we find the same, same sifat. It always has happened with Sifat, 
and this is how it will carry on. So the, because the promise of Allah Ta'ala is on sifat. Promise of Allah Ta'ala in the Quran Sharif, taqwa on all the various of the sifat, on tawakkul, on inabat, khashiyat. So to the extent that this is enhanced, to that extent it will enhance the end result. Just to share one incident of something which was, I, it was a very big lesson for me. My Ismail Bayat Sahib is responsible for the KZN Talimi board. Uh, so he was just giving me this incident just about a week ago, he told it to me. This happened about a few months back in one maktab. This one, I'm familiar with that maktab, where it is and so on. So this one child came in to grade one, class one. And the first day of madrasa, he's a six-year-old, seven-year-old, whatever he is, he hit one another child so badly that he actually left him with blue eyes and whatever else. Somehow they quelled that now, first day of madrasa, I don't know what happened. The second day of this maktab is just two classes there. There's a drywall partition. Second or the third day, he I don't know what he did and how he did it. For another child, he he pushed him through the whole drywall, took him on the other side. <laughs> that Appa was, was teaching that maktab. She phoned him. This now happened about six eight months ago or more. She phoned. Uh, I think in the beginning of this year it happened. Phoned my to say, please, this is an emergency situation. The supervisor must come immediately. So he went himself. He says, look, we can't have this child in this class. Impossible. Uh, this child has to be sent off. So now when he heard what, what this child did already in the first week, so he was concerned now that the other children are at risk, He's hitting the children and bashing them up in this manner. So if tried to get hold of the parent, fortunately they got hold of the mother, was not living far off also. So <coughs> he came immediately. The mother came. So he said, look, we sorry, but we can't keep your child. The mother started crying. So now, she look, sorry about whatever it is, but she said, no, I, no, she admitted him into a school, primary school, not far off from there, known as Anjuman School. She says, he was admitted and already got expelled from school. So I don't know what to do. So it apparently the background to this was that there was some domestic issue. The husband was assaulting the wife all the time. Now the father is... He's seeing now his father assaulting his mother all the time. He started growing up with those. Now at that age already, that's now the way to be. So now that's what he's doing. So others. In any case, all this discussion is happening there. And I was saying, look, we all that is something now we need to we'll see what we can do to how we can assist with that. But the child can't be Madhesa. The Appa in the next class is overhearing all this, so she came. And she's saying, I don't think it's right that a child has come to Madrasa and we send him away. So the Appa who was now the Appa of this class, she said, look, if you want to keep him, then you swap. You come teach this class, I'll go teach your class. But I can't teach him. She said, very well, no problem. Now, on the spot she accepted, fine, we'll swap classes. And at the beginning of the year, so fine, you take those classes, I'll take this class. Now, later on, Mawla is getting this whole, so he was satisfied, now fine, they're ready to take it on. So he went away. Later on, all the details came that what actually transpired. His Appa called the mother aside and he said, look, we're going to help your child now. We're going to help your child, but you're going to help him and I'm going to help him. Now she gave him, 
can't remember all the points also, but she gave her a list of things now to do. She said, number one, you're going to wake up for tahajjud, and you're going to make dua for the child, I'll wake up for tahajjud and make dua for him too. I'm going to phone you to make sure you're up also. At the same time, both of us will make dua. Then she brought a copy of the Fazail Kitabs, and daily you're going to read to your child 10 minutes of this. And the third thing, some other uh, aspect she gave her, even also in that process, told, take him to a child psychologist or whatever. But the list of about five, six things. And she took it on, and the child was quite a uh, handful initially. About six, seven months later, Osman says he went there by chance, and that's, that's the time when all these details came up. Apart that day, had decided as a treat to the class, she bought burgers for everybody, whatever the land was best, what was the issue, and how and why. But she happened to buy burgers for everyone. So one child, one girl or whatever, small, small kids, no? So that girl is saying, yeah, to the Appa in that style of the kids, that Appa only bought burgers for us, you didn't buy cold drink for us. So this little fellow woke up from where we were sitting. He's saying loudly that being very ungrateful, you're supposed to be thanking Appa for giving us this much. You're talking about what you didn't get. Once upon a time, six months before, he was, couldn't expect any, any positive out of him. Now he's already an he said several times during the supervision, when you walk in the class unannounced, this fellow is busy with his work, sitting in one place, and had already been power on the syllabus, everything as required, perhaps among the better performing children of the class as well. But now this Mualima, this Apa, took it as a personal thing, that this is on the strength of Ruhaniyat, started off with that Dua of the Hajjud. On the strength of Ruhaniyat, this Talim took place. And the results came. The results, it transformed this child. He made Akhirat, Allah knows best, that this child will become the Sadqai for her. But this, this is that power, the, the ruh in all this is a ruhaniyat. And to the extent that that is enhanced, so that's something to be enhanced. That mudarris, that muallim, sitting in his corner, making his mamulat, tasbihat, enhancing his taqwa, this is not just something that for himself, it's impacting on his students also. It's not only something that will be confined to the benefit for himself, but the subconscious, and nowadays we are living in a wireless world. Everything's happening wireless. I remember years ago, I myself been still old, about 11, 12 years old at the time, somebody had gone in Jamaat to America, and uh, he came back and was giving his kargozari. Now this became a uh, something to, to mention in the Karguzari. You can, can't think about it. But from inside the house, you can unlock your car with the press of a button. Everybody sitting there, this person sure he knows what he's talking about. Never anybody had seen or heard about remote control. Once upon a time, this was like, really, can such a thing happen? Can't be, man. <laughs> Not possible. Everything is happening remote control. People are sitting overseas and they're controlling, the opening and closing the curtains via their phone. These kind of things are all happening. People are switching on the lights and switching off lights from overseas through the... <laughs> we are in a wireless world, but before this wireless world became part of our day-to-day -day life, already these wireless transmissions were happening, heart-to-heart. 
but it was just not recognized that it was happening generally by people. But those who knew about it, the tawajjuhat and so on, person sits in the company of the whole aspect of sohbat, is a wireless transmission. Otherwise, the Shah Rasulullah he once in the time of the Majlis came, people came, they sat, and after the while they left. Uh, the time passed, and he said, okay, and in that whole time he didn't say one word. So, one person sighed, ah, whatever some sound he made, meaning that came and sat here so long and nothing happened, not one word we heard. What was the use of coming? So on that he sighed deeply. And he said, Jo Mary Khamoshi se Faida Nay Utasakta, or Mere Alfas se Bifaida Nyutaida. The person who can't benefit from my silence, he won't benefit from my words also. Now, how are you going to benefit from his silence? So the benefit from the silence was a heart to heart benefit. Wireless. I remember in Nizamuddin Hazrat several times Allah's Tawfiq that we had the opportunity to be there after Asar. So this would be a majlis after Asar. Now our mind, the word majlis goes immediately to something will be said. Normally that is the case generally. But on most of those occasions, in fact all the occasions that I can recall being there for that majlis after Asar, Unless somebody asks something specific, meaning that too was like a kind of personal question or some work or whatever, ke ye karna hai, na karna hai. so if he answered to that, so it wasn't a, a, an address to the gathering, it was just he's speaking to somebody, you heard him speak, although you he didn't hear him speak. But that majlis would take place daily. And now the room was small, so how many could fit in the room would fit after a while, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, Mount Andi Sab Rahmatullahi would say, Acha, do so ka moka do. Others will come, they'll sit, sit quietly for the 10-15 minutes and carry on. The next group will come 15 minutes and carry on. But the majlis will take place daily. But what was happening in that 15 minutes of silence? Complete silence from both sides. But there was a lot happening. Those who knew how to make it happen, they were making it happen. So, while the bayans take place and so on, so sometimes you see somebody looking down, especially those who were close, meaning those who had close taluk with him, etc. And if they're sitting, so they're looking down or they're not looking directly at him. So he used to get upset at that. He said, Mujko dekho. Or, ye ang se pina sikho. He says, when you're looking eye to eye, there's something to take from there. He says, ang se pina sikho. Anki tumne pi nahi, anki tumne li nahi. So now, all these wireless things were happening, and this uh, transmission was taking place throughout the ages. That same transmission is required all the time. And this comes from the, even from the writings of the Akabir, by reading through that, is it with Azmad, with Muhabbad, with Ikhlas. There's a lot to take from that as well. Hazrat used to advise that those who can't come physically to be in his company often, those who are connected to him, so he used to say, read my malfuzat, read my mawais, inshallah this will be a substitute. It can't be the asal, but it will be a substitute. And the sohbat is what it has always happened through. This is the way that it always happened. 
the personal development and personal that zeal for ilm, that passion for ilm and ta'aleem and for imparting ilm. All this happens on that note of that ruhaniyat. Person who, mashallah, very, very conscious, is there before time, leaving after time, that consciousness of that amanati, the lives of Al-Kabir, Hazrat Sheikh Ramtali, Abiti, we read about all those waqiyat, it's amazing to what extent that ihtiyat, that consciousness of one, one minute, that not sitting on that carpet or that cushion because now they're talking to somebody, something personal. All these things are like mind-boggling, but it was the same, this zeal and this passion and this ihtiyat and all this was on the note of the extent of the ruhaniyat. The ruhaniyat drives all this. This is what I need most. And this is for the muzakara. Allah Ta'ala bless me also, grant us all this. Allah Ta'ala make it a means of gaining his qurb and his raza. Allah Ta'ala accept the khidmat and the efforts and sacrifice of one and all. Allah Ta'ala make it a means of every khair in dunya and akhirat. Wa akhirat awana alhamdulillah.